Hello everyone, welcome. Okay, uh, but before I forget, and uh, you come here next Friday and you see something strange happening, I won't be here for the next few Fridays. I won't be here next Friday and the next, like, I won't be here until the end of December. Okay. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> I've been trying to scare you guys for I don't know, for the past three or four uh, Fridays we've been me been meeting here, but you're still coming back. <laughs> and seriously, uh, if you've really been listening and you've really been taking to heart what I've been saying, and you at least consider that maybe there might be something in there and you have some sense of a willingness to, okay, I'm willing to get on the path with this understanding, the Mahayana path. I mean, if, you've, if you find out the Mahayana path is not really for you, you can still come. <laughs> but if you're here and having given that kind of understanding of what is Mahayana, and you still feel inclined to take on the Mahayana path. I bow to you. What's happening in the world right now? Politically, economically, socially, what else Lee? Other kind of Lee's? Environment. Environmentally, personally. <laughs> oh, was that? Suffering. Suffering. In all different shades. And not all the shades yet. And there are still some shades that we haven't heard of, haven't seen yet. Is there something practical that we can do about them? Should we even try to do something about them? Should we just get, should we just build our spaceship and just get out? Is it hopeless? For those of you who feel an inclination to do something about it, and you're looking, searching in your mind, what can I do? What can I do? And when you're asking yourself this question, what can I do, you're looking for something practical to do. Not just something that exists in some abstract, but something just like when you want to get home, you, get, you start walking, if you're not home already, you start walking toward that direction, and the very walking you trust will take you there. Or you get into a vehicle of some sort with the trust that this vehicle will take you there. 
in the same way when you take that concrete step of walking, taking the vehicle, you know and you see that it's taking you closer to home. In the same way, when you want to do something about what's going on, you want to feel that in the same way you're actually doing something. And we, are, and we have the sense of, if you're spiritual, you want the, you want the steps that you take to have a significant impact. You, you, you don't want to just uh, patch it up for a while and then for it to come back again. You want to take care of it in a way that it is final. Make sure it doesn't come back again. So when you enter your meditation, you must enter the meditation with that, with the, with a degree of conviction, at least start with some degree of conviction. That's exactly what you're doing. You're taking care of the problem. If you don't feel that meditation has any uh, practical use to deal with the problems that you are uh, forced to deal with, then either our understanding of meditation is not complete or we should just abandon, abandon, abandon it. Because there are other ways of just relaxing if meditation, if that's all meditation can do is just make you relax. So, when you encounter or when you hear about some problem happening somewhere in the world, either in your life personally or to someone that you know, and you want to really deal with it, really bring about some sort of, get to some sort of solution for it, know that you already have the means of getting there. It's meditation. I'm not talking about uh, someone is sick and the person comes to you and you say, wait a minute, I'm going to my meditation room. And you sit there and you're waiting for, for, that, for that person to be, to be uh, cured all of a sudden. Maybe one day you'll be able to do that. But right now, that's not, what I'm that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. In the meantime, if you, have the, if, you, if you know what it is and if it's a headache and the person is not allergic to aspirin or whatever and you have it and you have the means to it, then you give it to the person. Okay. But we're talking about not just taking care of things in a temporary way, but we're talking about taking care of things in an ultimate way. This is the answer to the question, what can I do about the problems in the world? The answer is, get enlightened. It's not some uh, personal fantasy that you go into. And it's not supposed to be 
sort of removing yourself from it by going to some uh, mental vacation. The same way walking one step at a time takes you to your destination. Meditation, you must have the same degree of conviction that meditation is going to solve the problem. Okay, now, whatever meditation you, you will be doing, the first step is to actually be in meditation. If you are, if you have not yet been able to enter this thing called meditation, then whatever you do, even if you if you are initiated into some high-level practice, some secret practice somewhere, even if you're if you, if you're doing that, you are just learning how to get into meditation. If you're reciting mantras, if you're reciting sadhanas, if you're visualizing incredible stuff, all that is to just help you get into meditation. And once you get into meditation, then there are two things that no matter what kind of, no matter what you're doing, there are two aims, two things you're looking for. That is two there are two things that you need to get a hold of in meditation to help you bring about that transformation. How you relate with others and getting to a true understanding, a, a deep, direct understanding of as to the nature of reality. So, even if you are being told all the different, you've been told all the different practices of uh, so-called completion stage yoga, supposed to be the highest kind of meditation practice you're supposed to do. If you are not someone who's able to say, I have entered the something called meditation, meditative state, while you're recalling the pranas, the channels, the oil, the, the drops, the whatever else you're supposed to be doing, all that is just to help you get into meditation. You're not doing anything really with drops with winds, with pranas, with channels, and all those kinds of stuff. Okay. So let's say you're able to now enter meditation, and you have you're able to stabilize that state. Then, even now you're really doing those practices 
moving winds, uh, entering a particular channel, entering a particular uh, focal point of, of energy called chakra, uh, whatever people call it nowadays, opening, closing. Whether you're moving drops here and there, what else? Exotic words that you, they say about these things. Drops, winds, channels, chakras. Uh, values. Values. Yeah, getting more sophisticated with them. <laughs> and uh, Kundalini. If you're in the Sanskrit uh, yoga, system the term is the term that is used term kundalini is used if you're in the tibetan uh, yoga tradition they use the word tumo even though as far as source is concerned they point to the same source and they give it different names they also have different uh what do you call that different use different use of it so that's maybe one of the reasons that there might be some confusion about whether it's Kundalini and Tumor the same thing because of the application. Okay. They have, in the yoga system, they have a different application for Kundalini. In the uh, Tibetan system, they have a Tibetan application for Tumor, but it's basically the same energy. So whether now you're manipulating Tumor, you're manipulating Kundalini, it's the aim is still the same. Deepening your relationship with others and deepening your understanding of the true nature of reality. The purpose of mastering, mastering, mastering prana and mastering the winds, moon, values, channels is not so that you can show off, it's not so that you can master them. It's still to deepen your relationship with others. So your relation, your relating is not dysfunctional. So your relating is not something that brings about either suffering for yourself or suffering for someone else. Where your relating is always beneficial. If not just to yourself, also in addition to both yourself and the other. That's the purpose of mastering the winds, controlling the drops, even the point of, uh, hmm, I, hmm, what's the highest yogic practice? So there's manipulating the winds, manipulating the drops, being aware of the channels, mani man uh, manipulating this energy called Kundalini or Tumo. There's one more that's considered to be the highest, the most drastic. Meditation. No, all that happens within meditation. Interacting with your world? Others. Interacting with others. Hmm. You're, what you say is sort of like broad. It's not quite specific, but it, 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 it touches upon that. Right? No yeah, I mean, that, that would be the aim of the practice, but what is the actual practice? Just like 
There's the wind, you're manipulating it. There's the drop, you're manipulating. In this practice, oh, there's that thing, and you're manipulating. So first meditation. After meditation, then you start manipulating the winds. After manipulating the winds, then you start manipulating uh, Tumo or Kundalini. After manipulating Kundalini, then you start manipulating the drops. And you still haven't reached the, still haven't reached the real goal yet. There's one last resort. Seeing, realizing clear light. No, all these things are to help you realize clear light. Oh, there's something else. You manipulate the world. What was that? Manipulate the world around you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Starting to manipulate the world. Taking hold in the same way there's this body and you start to experience and start to know more subtle more subtle aspects of it. Then you get into the, the sort of like the building block of of things. <laughs> that's the, that's the elements. And that's the last yoga in terms of things that you start to manipulate. And you now you're manipulating the elements. Okay, getting into the earth element, getting into the water element, getting to the no, you know what they are. Okay, and then manipulating them the same way that you're manipulating the other ones. The same way you are manipulating your mind. Now my mind is staying here and only here. It's not moving. That's manipulating the mind. Now my mind will see this, and your mind sees this. All that, even at the level of manipulating the elements, which allows you to, to deliberate, to directly manipulate the environment. All that has the same aim. It's not so that you can, you know, cause a volcano somewhere and then stop the sun or something like that. The goal of it is deepening your relationship with others so it's not dysfunctional. And then deepening your understanding of the true nature of reality. So that's, you could say, means to bring about something and then that something will bring about the transformation. And the means are all those things I've talked about. What they bring up, what they help you, uh, what they help you, what they bring you to are those two relating and direct or deep understanding of the true nature of reality. And then you just stay there, allowing that, it's like jumping into a, a, a water and just let it soak into you. And then that brings about the transformation, that brings about enlightenment, and that brings about now you know what to do to stop those things that the world concerned you. And on your way there, when you're not directly able to do this yourself, and because you're in line with it sincerely, you become, it's a bad word because of the bad uh, connotations, but yeah, you become a channel. Okay. 
like when you encounter uh, uh, an event or a situation and you sincerely want to do something about it and you have no idea what can be done and you become a channel where the answer will come through and it's not your answer it's not something that you you, you directly came in, came directly had met into contact with but but because of your openness you're able to, you're allowing this to manifest to you and this is, happens on the path So, because of our different dispositions, we have different means of getting into meditation. And the key rule here is choose one's method. If the method is given to you by somebody you feel has absolute authority and you completely trust them, even though the method they gave you, they gave you makes absolutely no sense to you, but you have complete trust in that person, then you follow that, follow, follow that method. And don't let it go until you're able to enter meditation. Don't forget, the goal, it's the, uh, the goal itself is not to one day see yourself as a Buddha. <laughs> the goal is not to one day see yourself as a Buddha. The goal is still what brought you to become a Buddha. There's something happening over there. I want a concrete way of... of of solving it. So seeing yourself as a Buddha is the way to now deal with it, deal with it. Now, you can't say, I don't know what to do. Now you know what to do. So what you're going to do now with the next 11 minutes <laughs> even if you all you're going to do is review as you as you're reviewing look at the mind approaching this thing, this phenomenon called meditative state. Okay. So this is to tell you it's not so much some magical uh, self-existent formula that exists somewhere in some secret manuscript that will help you get into meditation just reviewing will help you get into meditation. Okay? 
And once you're in, medi when, once you're in meditation, you'll know. Now I just remove one minute from your meditation. <laughs> okay. And if you already have a meditation that you're working on, then you can go through it and then have that for some reason uh, doesn't have the same meaning f for me as it does for other people when I say discerning okay. that quality of the mind that knows what's happening that's what I'm referring to as discerning okay so as you are reviewing or meditating or going through the different, different steps, have that part watch what's going on. Okay. Even if you uh, become suddenly unconscious, have the discernment to know, look at that, I'm unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, now you have... Uh, Nine minutes. <laughs> so first, just recall the state of tranquility, tranquility you experienced before, and try to have the very vividness of that memory bring you to that state.
try to remain within this degree of tranquility that you're experiencing with just having the intention to do so. And see how this state of tranquility is without striving, is without stress, how it more specifically there isn't the intention to act from affliction within that. And if everyone, if everyone had this, were able to tap into this, then they could be free from acting from afflictions. And have that strong wish that it be so right now. And see this very tranquil state emanating from you like rays of light and going to those minds all over the world and giving them the taste. dedicate the merits of tonight. Think of something that deeply concerns you and make a dedication to it. And make a dedication to your ultimate goal. bring your attention to the breath and through your awareness of the breath become aware of the body again first the inner sense or the inner sense of the body then through that the outer sense of the body from the top of your head to the soles of your feet